Yeah, because G bombs stands, you know, G stands for greens. So it stands for greens, beans, onions, mushrooms, berries, and seeds. Because I'm saying that the the G bombs, B-O-M-B-S, greens, beans, onions, mushrooms, berries, and seeds. You know, the beans are legumes, chickpeas, lentils, azuki beans, kidney beans are associated with lower rates of cancer and longer lifespan. So these are the foods that have the most scientific documented studies on slowing aging, extending human lifespan, and preventing cancer. And we want people to try to eat them every day if possible. So I want people to eat a half a cup of beans a day, you know, a big salad once a day. I mean, we don't have that opportunity everywhere in the world, but much of the modern world has an opportunity where they can eat a big bowl of raw greens with leaf, with raw lettuce, like a big salad every day. And the dressing should be made with nuts and seeds blended up, like nuts and seeds, like one of my favorite dressings is tomato sauce and, and sun-dried tomatoes that are mixed with sunflower seeds and almonds and a little bit of black fig vinegar or, or balsamic vinegar, a little vinegar in there. I make a salad dressing that isn't made of oil and vinegar, it's tomatoes and nuts, or a peeled orange with toasted sesame seeds and cashews mixed with blood orange vinegar and some lemon to make an incredibly delicious dressing so the dressings are healthy as opposed to just putting oil on your food. All oil is 120 calories a tablespoon. And a little oil might be not so bad if you're slim and doing a, if you're a professional athlete or you're a physical laborer working behind a plower with a shovel and an ox and a pick all day long, burning 3,000 calories or more. But most people work in computer work and desk work and in offices, and they're not burning thousands of extra calories calories with exercise every day. They can't afford to keep putting oil on their food. And if they're overweight, then they shouldn't be eating oil because if they're, anyone who says oil's good for them has to look at their waist and saying, how could it be good for you if you're overweight? Take out those extra calories because it'll help your health if you lose weight because oil's contributing to your weight as a tremendous factor, as an appetite stimulant and stops fat from coming off your body. It's the biggest scam ever perpetrated on the world's population is the advertising technology to tell, to convince people that oil is a health food, right? Oil is healthy while the world gets fatter and fatter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. But in any case, it's important people know what those G-bombs are, and hopefully they can get those. It doesn't have to be berries. It can be any kind of low-sugar fruits, but, but berries are particularly um, have tremendous effects on anti-cancer and extended human lifespan, and have actually have anti-diabetic effects. And when you say berries, these are uh, locally grown berries, or like any sort of... Yeah, they can be frozen. People can get frozen berries, which are not that expensive in our country. They get the frozen and they can just take out what they need because when you buy fresh, it can go bad or get rotten fast and they're very expensive. So you can get frozen blueberries and frozen blackberries or, you know, other fruits like kumquat and loquat and cherries and, you know, other low sugar, non you know, other low sugar fruits. So even in the wheel study, the Women's Health Eating and Living study, it showed that women who ate the most vegetables live the longest. Green vegetables had the most protection against cancer, and that women who ate vegetables plus fruit had a longer lifespan than those who just ate the vegetables without the fruit. So those, those three things are being repeated in most modern nutritional literature. One, that, green, that vegetables are the most longevity-promoting food, but green vegetables have the most anti-cancer effects, and that adding fruits and vegetables is better than vegetables alone. And of course, more variety of plant, natural plants, including beans and nuts in your diet, has tremendous ability to extend human lifespan. And most of the studies on nuts and seeds 
have shown a 40% reduction in cardiovascular death and a 30% reduction in cancer deaths when people get their fat from seeds and nuts instead of from animal fats or oils. And those saturated fats and oil fats can distort the shape of the insulin receptor and make you more prone to diabetes. So this paleo or keto person eating animal products with saturated fat says, look, I can't eat a mango or oatmeal because if I eat those things, my sugar spike through the roof. Look at my sugar, it's too high. But that's because they're eating saturated fat, which distorted the function of the insulin receptor. So now they have a higher glycemic response when they're trying to eat any carbohydrate. If they would get the fat off their diet and get the fat off their body, then they wouldn't have the high glycemic response to the mango or the oatmeal. So we're looking at not just the glycemic response, but the insulin resistance and the exposure, of course, to the antioxidants and phytochemicals come with colorful plants. And then a person, as they lose weight and get their weight down to having a low body fat, then all the other inflammatory markers and diabetic markers normalize, even while their diet is not too carbohydrate restricted. They can tolerate more carbohydrates because they're eating the right food and their body fat is low. And I'm saying that males should have a body fat below 15%. I'm 68, my body fat's about 10%. And females should have body fat below 25% and probably ideally below 20%, you know, or 22% below body fat. So most people of the waistlines and the body weight of the modern world has just been climbing upwards for the last 50, 60 years. And now the average person is significantly overweight. Wow. That's, I mean, the most interesting part is the fact that it's a framework and it's, it's not just a diet, right? It's not a... Uh, it's not a list of things that you should be eating, but it's a mindset that you need to change. And also the fact that if you look apply that body fat percentage framework, uh, I think most people around us are going to turn into the zone of having some early forms of a metabolic disorder, maybe, right? Given if the, the threshold is 15% and 25%, uh, which is nowhere close to it. That's right. I'm saying that if you're overweight, then you have some metabolic derangement because body fat is abnormal for the human species. That degree of body fat, at least. Yeah, maybe it was an evolutionary, uh, like basically going into hibernation mechanism when, when you're food deprived for the rest of the year and then there's just one splurge of body fat that actually saves you, but not definitely not for throughout the year and which is like the norm in most, most cultures right now. Yeah. Before we had the refinement of oils and the refinement of rice into white rice and the refinement of white production of white flour and animal husbandry, where they're growing cattle and farms. But till we had modern farming and industrial foods and processed foods, humans never could get this over, become this overweight. It was very rare that there were overweight people in the history of the human race. You know, except for the super wealthy, like the kings and queens, people didn't have access to even that much animal products. Like you were saying, your family, when you were young, only had animal products once or twice a week. Most people couldn't afford to have animal products more than that. They weren't that available. And there were no processed foods and Twinkies and fried foods and French fries and hamburgers and pizza around. They had to live with what they could grow, you know. So, so throughout most of human history... And even through primate history, you know, the history, you know, we're talking about the great apes mostly lived on green vegetables and most plants. And we're not much, we're not much um, genetically different from a great ape in the effects of our digestive tract and our genes and our nutritional needs are still, we're as a, as a species, we're dependent on the antioxidants and phytochemicals and these colorful plants and all primates are high green consuming animals. 
All the primates eat a huge amount of green leafy vegetation, and our body is dependent on green vegetables for normal immunity. If you don't like green vegetables, I say you better live close to a hospital because you're going to need one. I make the joke and say, you know, I love to go skiing, and they sell these expense, expensive places on the ski slopes or near the mountains, and these houses cost so much money, and they should set up these houses and condos near hospitals. So people who want to eat the way other Americans eat could live right close to the hospital. Instead of going skiing close to your house, they can go into the hospital close to their house because they're going to they're going to be going back and forth to doctors the rest of their life. That's that's a great way to build awareness for most people. I spent some time in Myanmar, uh, um, like living with the local population. My father was posted there, um, and uh, there was this one part of the country where they had no access to flour. Uh, processed any any sort of uh, sugars or flour they only had the food that they were growing with themselves like which is primarily vegetables and nuts um no access to meat because primarily they were poor uh, people essentially in terms of affordability uh they, they didn't have access to a lot of electricity like basically post 7 to 8 pm uh, they, they just had to switch off their lives and what they would do is just walk on the road and they would eat something called sunflower seeds like you just uh, it's time pass activity right it's just like a way to uh, like pass time and sort of like just have some sunflower seeds in your hand and you add a little salt to it and start eating uh those were some of the healthiest people i, I ever saw like I don't remember anybody who probably would have had more than 10% body fat um everybody like in their 50s like one of the folks uh, who was working in one of our farms there was actually 58 and I used to joke that this guy looks at like the 16 year old because of the skin and the hair and the the ability to lift things etc um that's that's your proof uh, in terms of working for population That's right and I I think it's particularly normal for healthy people to live between 95 and 105 years old that we have the that modern nutritional science gives us that ability to push the em- the slow aging and push the envelope of human longevity and live healthy with our full mental faculties intact to 100 years old and um and we we kill that opportunity for most people in the modern world yeah. and it's not only they're not even living near that but they're suffering with diseases feeling sick and and not feeling and being how should i say the words dysthymic which means they're not they're not depressed but they're not that happy about living they kind of just go through their life surviving existing with no passion or excitement about life because their health is so poor and they're eating so poorly this has been a big revelation uh, even i i think i've learned so many things